good anyways, you won't want to miss it. I'm testing your discipline and your dedication to Anchor Faith Church, Valdosta. So far, we've had the air go out, we've had ants crawling everywhere, and now we've got a really bad smell. So uh, if you're still here after all of that, you're dedicated, man. You're in. You're in for the long haul. can only get better from here. Uh, but, you know, I'll just go ahead and throw in this side note. Um, just because I am a pastor and I always like to appeal to the spirit, not just to the flesh. And um, if, if the natural things that take place are too much of a distraction for you where you can't receive a spiritual word, there's a problem there. We'll just go ahead and throw that out there. Uh, so, you know, if we can push past all the silliness and uh, thank God for his word in due season, uh, then I believe that you'll get something tonight. Amen. Go with me, if you will, to Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6, and um, we are going to read one of my favorite verses in the Bible. Many of you know it, you've heard it, you can probably quote it as I'm getting ready to quote it. We don't even need to put this one on the screens, but we will anyways. Uh, But Matthew chapter 6, verse 33, verse 33, but seek first, everyone say first. That means priority. That's what first means. Let's seek first, not last, uh, not when we've tried everything else, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added to you. Man, we love that verse, don't we? All these things, I mean, all of it, all of it. You know, I looked up that word all in the Greek, and it means this, all. It means all. It means the whole. It means complete. It means everything. It means just that, all. So all is what we are looking for, right? Anybody believing for all? All right, the rest of you that are believing for some, I don't know what's wrong with you. You might as well just go ahead and believe for all of it. If you're going to believe God for one, you might as well believe God for all of it. Let's not just stop at some. Let's believe God for all. Let's not just believe God for some favor. Let's believe him for all favor. Let's not just believe him for some finance. Let's believe him for all. Fi- you, you are the limiter on what God can do in your life. That's just the bottom line. And God loves to go exceedingly above. There's that word again. All you can ask or think. So why are we just some asking and thinking? God, I just need to get through this week. Well, let's just go ahead and get on through the month. Let's get on through the year. Let's, let's get the job that's going to pay everything we need to pay. Let's, let, let's get the, uh, the, the, the love and the home that's going to take care of the marriage and the kids. If I could just get in love with my wife, that, that'd be, I don't have to worry about the kids. If I could just love my spouse. Woo! Got some work to do. Got some work to do. But he says, all these things shall be added to you. Now, let me just define, and and I'm starting backwards is what I'm doing, because we're actually going to go all the way back into verse 25. And and verses 25 through 32 are what I call the read your mail passage, because it'll read your mail. You'll find out you're actually in the category of 25 to 32, but you want to be in the category of verse 33. That's where you want to be. But most of us are stuck in the 25 to 32, and I hope that we can switch some of that up tonight. Okay? But he says here that all these things will be added 
to you. Now, let me define added. Added is nothing you've worked for. If you worked for it, it's not added. Okay? So what I have to do is I have to reduce what you think God's adding before I can show you what God's really adding to your life. If you worked for it, it wasn't added. If you went out and got it, it wasn't added. Your paycheck is not added. God doesn't add you a paycheck. You work for that. Those are your hours on that paycheck. And it's got your little time stamp on there. And you know when you clocked in. And you know when you clocked out. And you know exactly how long of a break you took. They're trying to jit me my five minutes on my break. I clocked in. Right? Or the, the clock in system wouldn't work for me. The computer took too long to boot up. I was really here ten minutes ago. So I want my ten minutes. Right? But that wasn't added because you worked for it. You went after it. God wants to give you stuff that you didn't even do anything for. Now, does that mean that we just sit around and do nothing? Absolutely not. If a man don't work, a man don't eat. We're talking about provision tonight, by the way. Anybody interested in provision? Anybody interested in God providing? Anybody wants some of God's provision? Well, here's the thing. The first word in this verse is seek. Seek. Here's what I've found out. Where you look determines what you get. The first thing he tells us to do is seek. Now, we've, we've been doing the seeking. We've been going through the wanted ads looking for the job. We've been uh, uh, seeking for what is the solution for my marriage. We've been seeking for what is the bank that's going to give me the loan. We've been seeking for what do I need to do to move up in the company. We've been seeking. We've been doing the seeking. But where you're looking determines what you're getting. And this is the problem. Because what you seek or where you're seeking becomes your source. Becomes your source. And so he says here, seek first. Seek first something that doesn't seem like it can produce. The kingdom of God and his righteousness. Those two things, they don't directly get you provision. Whatever it is you're believing for. And this is not just a message on finance. Kingdom provision does not just have to do with finance. There are some things that people in here, you need God to provide, and that has nothing to do with money. Some of you need God to provide fear in the midst of chaos. Or uh, uh, peace in the midst of chaos. You don't want God to provide fear. The fear of the Lord, maybe. But you know what I mean. It's the smell. It's getting to me. I've only got about 25 minutes, so I'm booking it. We're going. No 8.30 tonight. We're moving. My wife is next door, and I told her, we're going short tonight. We're going to be in and out. We're going to be in and out tonight. But we're talking about kingdom provision. And that, has, that, that, that provision doesn't just have to do with money. You know, even when we talk about prosperity, prosperity doesn't just have to do with money. It, literally, the word prosperity and prosperous, we're the ones that put the money. We, we stick it to, oh, you must be talking about money again. I'm not talking about money. Now, if it's money that you need, then great. Be prosperous in your finances. Get provision in your finances. But some of us need the other things provided. 
Some of us need love provided. Some of us need self-control provided. And so he says here, seek first the kingdom of God. He's telling you when to seek. He's telling you what to seek. And he's telling you where to seek. I mean, he's just throwing it all out there. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Why? Because the kingdom is your source. Where you seek is your source. So if you're seeking the job, then the job becomes your source. I wanted to title this message Limitless. Because that word all is limitless. All these things will be added unto you. Limitless. God's kingdom is the only thing that is limitless in our lives today. I don't care how much they can pay you. I don't care how much she loves you. I don't care uh, 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 how high up in the company you get. I don't care how much peace there has. The world can only offer you so much. We used to sing this song growing up. The, the, the joy that I have, the world didn't give it to me. And the world didn't give it, and the world can't take it away. Anybody remember that song? Got a few Pentecostals in the house. All right. Woo! Don't jump up yet. This joy that I have, the world didn't give it to me. I think the world tries to promise you joy. The world tries to promise you peace. Right? The, the, the world tries to promise you love. But God's kingdom is the only thing that can offer anything to you with no limits. No limits. In fact, whatever you put it at, he goes above and beyond that. See, the world, you put it here and the world will show up here. I, I, I don't know very often that the world has blown me away and just gone exceedingly abundantly above all I could ask or think. Right? Go to the bank and you're believing for this much of a loan and they say, we can give you this much. Oh, well, okay. Set the bar pretty high, apparently. God wants you to set the bar high so he can go higher above all. The kingdom of God is limitless. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Now, notice this. He doesn't tell us to, to, to seek jobs. Doesn't tell us to seek money. Doesn't tell us to seek after the things. He doesn't even tell us here to seek Jesus. It does not say, but seek first Jesus. No, it says to seek first the kingdom. Because the kingdom is the source and his righteousness. So here's what this means. The kingdom literally is God's authority, God's rule, and God's reign. That's what the kingdom is. I mean, you can't get in your car and go find the kingdom of God. Some of you pulling out your iPhones trying to GPS it right now. Where is this kingdom? Take me there tonight. It's limitless. I'm going to go find it. It's not on the map. Jesus said, my kingdom is not of this world. It's not from this world, but it can impact this world. It's not from here, but it needs to invade here is what Jesus is saying. So he says, seek first the kingdom. That's God's rule and authority. Then his righteousness. 
because it's not enough to seek God's rule if you're not going to live by it. So he goes ahead and says, seek my rule and my reign, my authority, and then do what it says. Let's look at this in a few other translations. In the, uh, let's start with the new living, the new living. Seek the kingdom of God above all else, above all else, and live righteously, and he will give you everything you need. Anybody got any needs? Okay. If you didn't raise your hand, you can come down to the altar later and ask for repentance. And he will give you everything you need. Seek the kingdom of God above all else, it says. Let's look at the message. I love the way the message says this. Steep your life in God reality, God initiative, God provision. That means if you do it God's way, he'll provide what's needed to do it. God reality, God initiative, God provision. Don't worry about missing out. You'll find all your everyday human concerns will be met. All your everyday human concerns. All that stuff that you carry all day long thinking, God doesn't care about this. This isn't big enough for God. And this, God's not worried. And it says right here that he will supply all that stuff. All your everyday human concerns. Now look at the Amplified. I love the way the Amplified puts it. But seek, aim at, and strive after, first of all, his kingdom and his righteousness, his way of doing and being right. His way, not your way. His way. And then all these things taken together will be given you besides. Guys, I, I think the problem that we're facing is we, it's not that we don't believe God can supply. It's we're looking in all the wrong places. And I think it all starts with where we seek. I believe this verse identifies right here. It's all where we seek. And this is uh, the Greek seek translated. And this is literally what it means. It says this. Um, to search for intensively. To search for intensively. To demand. To demand. Demand the kingdom of God show up in your life, it says. To demand. To crave and desire. Now, see, that definition that I just read, read you, to search for intensively, to crave, to desire, and to demand. That definition is how we go about the things of the world. And he defines it up here in verse 25, uh, starting with verse 35, uh, 25. Therefore, I say to you, do not worry about your life. What you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? Which of you, by worrying, can add one cubit to his stature? So why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field. How they grow, they neither toil nor spin. 
And yet I say to you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Now, if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is, and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you? O oh, you of little faith. Therefore, do not worry saying, what shall we eat? What, what shall we, sorry, what shall we drink or what shall we wear? For after all these things, the Gentiles or the world seeks. But your heavenly father knows that you need all these things. God knows that you need all these things. God knows that you have need of them. So he says the solution, the solution for needs that aren't being met, seek. Intensively search for, demand. Strive, uh, crave, and desire the kingdom of God. Yet we go after money. We go after jobs. We go after love. We go after peace. We go and try to find all these things and what? Provide for ourselves. When you search after those things, you're doing all the work and not letting God do any of the work. Now, again. This does not resolve us from work. This does not say you don't have anything to do. This says search in the right place. Change where you're searching. Change what you are making your source is what Jesus is saying. He says seek first the kingdom of God. Seeking tells me this. It doesn't come automatically. It doesn't come automatically. It wouldn't say seek. Seek first the kingdom of God. And this is the awesome thing. If you would seek first the kingdom, that's all the seeking you would ever have to do. If we would just seek God's rule and authority and then seek to be in right standing with it, that means obey it, it would come follow us. Provision follows obedience. Provision follows obedience. You can't be outside of righteousness and expect God to meet your needs. Now, God is gracious and God is merciful and his mercies are new every morning. But at some point, we've got to start changing this dynamic of just hoping God will bless us and, 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 and only changing our lifestyle when we need something and seek the kingdom of God, intensively search for the kingdom, his rule, his authority, find out what he has to say, and then get in alignment with that because provision follows obedience. If you want God to provide in your life, then you are going to have to provide obedience. And notice that's all that he asks you to search. That's all that he's asking you to seek for. Now, I remember as a kid, this probably happened on several occasions, but I, I can remember one specific instance uh, in a Target growing up. Now, when I was growing up, Target wasn't the cool store. I don't know what happened, but somewhere in the late 90s, early 2000s, Target became cool. But when I was growing up, Target was great. And so I remember, uh, you know, being with my mom at Target, and I got, uh, you know, distracted and turned around, and I couldn't find it. Couldn't, I mean, somehow 
You, you ever done that as a kid where you were following somebody and then looked up and it wasn't the person you were supposed to be? Sure, not my mom. <laughs> Great, now I'm lost. And so what I did was I started searching. I started going up and down aisles. And eventually you get more and more frantic as you go along, right? And they always say, if you ever get lost, go to, go to customer service. And then they'll do that really awkward, weird thing where they call for your mom over the intercom. And the whole store knows that you're lost. And the whole store knows that your mom lost you. You don't even belong out here. You go home. You don't even belong here. Who let you out? Right? But what I, what I found out when my mom found me, she said, I went back to where we were, but you weren't there. I said, well, that's because I was looking for you. In trying to find her, she was trying to find me. And had I just stayed where I was, it would have found me. And so this made me think when I was reading this, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things will be added Unto you. That means they'll come running you down. I wonder, I wonder if we've been searching for the things that are searching for us. And if we would just stay in the same place and seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, they would find us. But yet here I am trying to find the right job and the job's trying to find me. Here I am trying to find love and, and peace and joy and, 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 and self-control and, and, and whatever else I'm believing God to provide me. And it's trying to find me. It's trying to run me down. But because I'm off wandering and, and seeking after this and seeking after that, where if I would just seek first the kingdom of God, it would come find me. It would be added unto me. Now, when we say seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, uh, you know, and a lot of times we, we read this verse and we want to know God's will. What's God's will? What is God's will? Should I do this? Should I do that? I ministered a series a couple years ago, and, and it would be who of you to, to go grab it if this is something you're struggling with currently. Because the, the number one statement that I pulled out of this series on understanding and knowing God's will was most of us only want to know something rather than knowing someone. He says, seek first the kingdom, and then you'll find all this other stuff. Are we just wanting to, God to give us information, or do we want to receive revelation? Are you wanting to know God's will, or are you wanting to know God? And I have found out, I have found out, the closer you get to know somebody, the more you get to understand what they want. I know what my wife wants, because I know her. And I didn't just get to know my wife so I could know what she wants, know her will. And see, a lot of people, when they're seeking God's will, that's all they want to know is God's will. And God's saying, I want you to get to know me. And if you would get to know me, then you would discover my will. My will would be a byproduct of just building and, 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 and developing a relationship with me. We, we take the whole relational factor out of it. 
the, that series was called The Solution. If you want, you can go online and you can find it, The Solution. And, and, I, and, and the reason I call it a solution is because we all think that there's an equation to knowing God's will. Right? X plus Y equals Z. If I do this, if I go to church this many times and read this many scriptures and pray for this long and hang out with this many Christians, then God will show me his will. We think there's an equation. But then we remove the most important part of the equation, and that's God himself. God is the answer to knowing God's will. So going back to our verse, seek first the kingdom and his righteousness, and then all these things are added. So again, nothing super deep tonight, nothing real long. My question to you tonight is, have we been searching in all the wrong places? Have we been going to the thing and making the thing the source when God wants to be the one that provides the thing? Have we been going and trying to get peace when God wants us to go to his kingdom and then peace will find us? Have we been going and trying to find love and God's saying, I am love, just come to my kingdom, just get in right standing with my authority and you'll find love. Love will come find you. Love will run you down. Have you been looking for finance and you've been going through all the world systems looking for money? Looking for finance. And God's saying, I have all the finance. It is limitless with me. So seek first the kingdom and then be righteous in my kingdom. And then money will come find you. I'm a living testimony to that. There's multiple people in this room that are a living testimony to that. That when you stopped looking for money, that's when money found you. When you stopped looking for peace, that's when peace found you. When you stopped looking for love, that's when love found you. When you just made your hearts cry, God, I want to know you, I want to seek your kingdom, and I want to be in righteous, right standing with your kingdom. I want to know how you want things done, and then I want to do it that way. And that's what this verse is all about. Now, seeking the kingdom of God. For some people, that might seem like a mystery. For some people, that might seem like an off-distant thing. But in the very next chapter, Matthew chapter 7, verse 7, Jesus makes this statement. He says, ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. So here's the promise that I have for you tonight. See, he didn't even let them get more than, you know, eight verses down and reminded them, hey, that thing that I told you to seek for, you can find it. And if you seek for it, you will find it. I will give it to you. Jesus would not ask you to seek for something that you couldn't find. Jesus would not tell you to search for something that was just a, a, a mystery and, and uh, uh, you know, some crazy treasure hunt that can never be found. He is saying, seek my kingdom, because if you'll intensively go after my kingdom and intensively go after being right in my kingdom, I'll throw all this stuff at your foot for you. I'll put it right there before you. Every step of a righteous man is ordered of the Lord. Guys, we're talking about the one that 
has written the end of this thing before you even got started. I mean, it's one thing to have God walking through your life with you. How exciting would that be? I mean, if you want to, to, to enter into new realms, I mean, who better to have by your side than God himself? But God has already written the end, and he's leading you through life. It's no surprise to him that you need what you need when you need it. It's not a surprise. He's already been there. And the cool thing about it is he's already provided what you need because he knew you were going to be there. Because God's provision follows where he leads you. Sometimes we lack in provision because we're not where he told us to be. He said, I've got, now look, here's the problem, guys. We predetermine how God's going to meet our needs. Even in believing God to meet our needs, we already come up with the idea of how you're going to do it. Now, here's what's going to happen, God. Me and you, we're going to go up into this bank. And they're going to give us this amount of money. You, you, you with me? They give us this amount of money at 3% interest. Got it? That's what we're believing for, me and you, touching the green. And he's saying, no, nah, man, that's not the plan. I just want to give it to you. And here's the other scary part. Is sometimes God leads you to what you think is a dead end. I mean, I'm reminded of the prophet Elijah in the midst of a famine. The, the nation's in turmoil. For three and a half years, they haven't received a drop of rain. And God sends him to the brook. And a bird brings him a, a hamburger every day. Bread and meat. That's what it says. Bread and meat. No Mickey D's anywhere? So he says, I'll bring it right to you, man. Delivery service. This McDonald's was delivering. Forget drive through They're bringing it to you. And he brings them to the brook. Now, we all love it when God makes miracles happen like that. We all love it when he brings us somewhere and just boom. Oh, he didn't even have to do anything. He just followed what God told him to do. Provision. But then what happens when that dries up? The brook dried up. And the birds quit coming. The delivery service quit. And so God says, get up and go to this widow woman. And there she'll provide for you. Okay, I mean, I'd rather go to a rich woman's house. Uh, I'd rather go to someone that's Probably got something for me, but fine, okay. So we show up, and he, he, he says, hey, go get me a drink of water. And so she's like, okay, I can do some water. And then he says, well, hold on. Before you make anything, I want you to cook me something. Make me something to eat. And she looks back at him and says, now, you hold on a minute. You listen to me. Me and my son are about to cook this last meal, and then we're going to die. This meal is ours. You ain't touching it. Now, if you are the prophet that has just been removed from a brook that has been drink, uh, giving you, supplying you drink, and birds that are bringing you Big Macs every day, and then you have to go to a widow's house, and then her response is, we're eating our last meal and we're dying? 
God, where have you brought me is what we're thinking. God, what were you thinking? But see, all he told Elijah was to speak first to Queen. Make me the source. Don't make her the source. If you make her the source, she's limited. You can all cut that cake three ways and then all die. Or you can listen to me and you can bring provision not only to yourself, but to her as well. See, most of us are only stuck in God, can you get it to me? And he's saying, I don't just want to get it to you. I want to get it through you. You already know where I'm going with that one. God doesn't just want to get it to you. He wants to get it through you. Are you willing to be a vessel? Or are we so stuck on God? I need God. I need God. I need God. I need. See, we go to a job to make money, and he's called you to go to a job to make a difference. You're there to make dollars, and he's saying, I want you to make change. I want you to create change. And we go there, and then what we do is we put on, uh, we, we put expectations on something that that thing was never designed to meet. You, you can go through the Bible all you want. It never says in there anywhere that God wants you to work so you can be happy. And so now we're putting expectation on a, on a job to make us happy. So what happens? The second we're not happy anymore? See you later, man. I'm finding another job because I know there's a job out there that will make me happy. I know there's a spouse out there that will make me happy. But you go through the Bible, it says nowhere that your husband or your wife has the responsibility of making you happy. They're there to help you work is what Genesis says. He looked at Adam and he said, it's not good for man to be alone. And it's not because... Adam was sitting on the grass with his naked self with a pouty face on. No. God said there's work to do and he needs help to accomplish the work. So, Adam, just seek my kingdom and seek my righteousness. And guess what? I'll add to you. I'll add to you a helpmate. See, when, when, when you seek after the kingdom, the things in life no longer become the source, and then you're not placing unmet expectations. Disappointment is the result of unmet expectations. And so you had an expectation for that marriage. You had an expectation for that job. You had an, you had an expectation uh, for for, uh, you know, that position at work. You had an expectation for this. You had an expectation for that. And guess what? The expectation was incorrect. You should have been placing that expectation on God. God is the one that will supply all your needs according to his riches in glory. See, your job can only supply some of your needs according to the lack of their riches in the earth. I think I'll take... God's supply in glory over that. Anybody else? So it's just a matter of where are you looking? It's not what you're looking for. We all know what we're looking for. We're just looking in the wrong places. He says, seek first. Seek first the kingdom of God.
God, to, uh, guys, tonight, he wants to change where we see. He wants to adjust where we're looking. Where you look determines what you get. Guys, it's very simple, very simple. I mean, we can all do a little check on the inside right here, right now, and say, have I been looking in the wrong place? I mean, you can just look at your results and determine if you've been looking in the wrong place. You can just look at what you've been getting and saying, that's not what I've been looking for, so I must need to look Father, we thank you tonight, first of all, that you are the provider. You're the provider. Father, forgive us for placing our trust and our reliance and our dependence on anything else but you, on anything else but your kingdom. Forgive us. We ask you to forgive us right now, and we repent from that mentality, and we shift our thinking. And we thank you that you are the provider and you have given us a kingdom, a kingdom that cannot be shaken, a kingdom that is limitless, not limited. And so, Father, we seek, search intensively after. We strive and desire your kingdom. We want to know your rule. We want to know your reign. We want to see your authority. And then we want to live according to it. We want to live according to your plan. We want to live according to your will. We want to live according to everything that you have destined for us. Father, I thank you tonight as we make this shift that we will begin to see. I'm speaking this out right now in the name of Jesus. I'm speaking this out. Some of you will begin to see a shift immediately. As you begin to change and tweak where you're seeking, he will begin bringing results to you immediately. Now, that that, that may not be the whole thing, but you'll begin to see an immediate difference in the results based upon what you're currently seeing. I'm speaking that out right now in the name of Jesus. If that's you, you need to grab a hold of that. If that's you, you need to go home tonight. The faster you change where you search, the faster you see results. Some of you need to go home tonight. You need to ask God to forgive you for searching in the wrong places. To change where you seek so you can change what you see. Father, we thank you that in you there's more than enough. In you, that you own the cattle on a thousand hills. There, there is nothing you can't do. And we won't limit you, but we give you full reign. We believe that you can do anything, and we believe that we can do all things through Christ. We thank you that you have supplied every need, met every need according to your riches in glory in Christ Jesus. We thank you for this tonight. We give you all the honor and we give you all the praise in Jesus' name. Amen.